chapter 3 and verse 5, Moses was faithful over all of his hosts as a servant and for a testimony of those things that would come after. But Christ has sent over his own house. Whose hosts are we? If we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of hope firm to the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me for 40 years, where I was grieved with that generation and said, they always err in their heart and have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. There is a rest that you can enter into in God. In Hebrews 4.11 says that, that the labor that you, you and I are to be involved in is to labor to enter into his rest. The only labor that you and I are to be involved in is entering the rest of God. Amen. The peace of God that passes understanding, ruling your heart and ruling your mind. But something happened, and I, I am going to talk about the hospital. <laughs> I have to. It's where I lived for a week. But for two days of that week, I was in hell. Um, what do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean, for two days, I didn't sense the presence of God at all. I was laying there in the dark, listening to maniacs on the loose. This one woman, for example, that was in there, she uh, she she came in and at first off, like she she it was continual conversation between her and her demons. But when she first came in, it was oh my goodness, oh my goodness. After she was there 20 minutes, it was, you effing blank, blank, blank. All the goodness went away. It was all fake. And the, the real person showed up. But she did not stop for one minute for the whole time she was in there, just going on and on and on and uh, screaming and freaking out to the point where I had to get up out of my bed and go out into the hallway and find a chair in the, in the hallway that I could sit in. But, but while I was there... Listening to all this for that two days, I didn't sense the presence of God at all. I was lying there in the dark by myself, totally in, in, in my feelings. I'm saying by myself, not one day, but two whole days of not sensing the presence of God and just lying there in the semi darkness, listening to the voices of these maniacs all around me. And um, let me tell you, it, it woke me up. Now, I know that he'll never leave you, never fail you, never forsake you. But when I came out of that two days, that two days changed my life forever because now all I want to do is tell people about Jesus and about the goodness of God. Because if, if, you're, watching, if you're watching my live stream today, you don't know God, let me tell you something. Hell is not a joke. Hell is a real place, and what I experienced for two days goes on for eternity. Think about the worst day that you ever had in your life, and then let it go on forever. And now, while you're here and alive, you've got an opportunity to go to a, find a Bible-believing church and get in it and serve the living God. But one moment, at one minute after you're, you're, you're expired, your your body's not you're not going to die. You're going to live in that place of eternal torment and hear the voices of other people screaming all night long for 
For me, it only lasted two days. But let me tell you something. It was the worst. It's like I tried to tell you. You can't explain it to anybody. But I said, Nancy, those were the worst two days of my life since I've been born again. Because I couldn't even experience the presence of God. I couldn't call out to him and worship or anything like that. It was like, it's like he wasn't even there. And I don't know if you've ever experienced him not being there, but but even for a day, you don't even for a minute. Anyway, so I went through those days and came out of there and I said, God, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life sharing Jesus with people. Tell them about the love of God and how he so deeply cares for you. And to be absent from the body, like you know, like I see it on Facebook and because I have unsaved friends there. Uh, and they'll say things like, uh, well, he's in a better place. If you don't know Jesus, you're not in a better place. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. Just, he's not one way, and like Oprah says, one of many, many ways. No, there's one way. There's only one way, and, and it's free if you accept. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's a free gift. But don't waste another moment without him. And tell as many people as you can about Jesus because I'll never forget those two days. Now I know I'm saved and I'm on the way to heaven and all that. But those two days, I was there by myself in the dark list to other people scream. And what a picture of the agony of hell. People joke about it and say, well, I'm just going to hell where all my friends are. My Bible tells me that it's odor darkness, and it's weeping, and it's wailing, and it's gnashing of teeth. There's nothing good going on in hell except what I experienced for those two days in the hospital. Why I went through that, I have no idea. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. It was like not even being saved. It was like, God, where are you? You know, and so... So I think that sometimes those things happen to give you a compassion and a and a heart for people that don't know him don't know him at all. Do you know him today? Look, you're either in Adam or you're in Christ. There's only one race on the human uh, there's the human race, and you're either in Adam or you're in Christ. Tell people about Jesus every chance you get. Pray for people every opportunity that you have. Bring them to a Bible believing church like this one. Bring them to a place where. Praise and worship is like, whew. I mean, I haven't been in here. So then what's the day, the 24th? So 24 days without church and coming in here today was like, oh, God, oh, God. But you can take it for granted. You can get familiar with it. Make sure that you're sharing Jesus with your kids. Don't let them go to hell. Do what you got to do. Keep on them. My daughter, Carolyn, is now living with me. She came back on June the 29th uh, so that we she could go with the, the heart operation with us. And she's, she's still there. But the funny part about her is she, she preaches to us all day long. She said to me this morning, she said, Dad, don't forget to call those things that be not as though they were. <laughs> she saw me coming out dragging my butt a little bit, you know. Yeah. So where was I taking you to to uh, Hebrews chapter 3? Oh, yes. Whose host we are, 
If we hold our confidence firm and with rejoicing and hope to the end, let's go to chapter 4 and verse 1. Well, let's, let's not. Let's go through chapter 3 just a little bit first, okay? Wherefore, the Lord says in verse 7, Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as in the day of provocation, the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works for 40 years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, they always do err in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any one of you a heart, an unbelieving heart of unbelief departing from the living God. So, you know, don't be, don't be callous. Don't, don't use weak excuses for, like, when the church doors are open, be there. You think your kid, that you can take your kids to sporting events? Yes, you can, but especially here in, in Nova Scotia when we only get them so briefly in the summertime. But make sure that they have their heart after God at all times. Verse, chapter 4 and verse 1 says, Let us fear. Let us fear murmuring and complaining. Let us fear expressions of doubt. When I begin to complain, it's because, I, because I'm not trusting in him. If I'm truly trusting in him, I'm not trying. I'm just trusting. I'm just going to walk with him and do what he says. And it doesn't matter what I feel like because I, I know Romans 8, 28 and 29. All things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. I love him and he loves me. Amen. But he said, let us therefore fear, lest any of you shall fall short of entering into his rest. See, their hearing and their behavior didn't connect. They heard the word of God, but they didn't act on the word of God. Verse, verse 3, verse 2 rather, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached to them did not profit them because they didn't mix it with faith on those that heard it. So shooting on Sunday and doting on Monday is not faith. <laughs> what you do on Sunday in praise and worship here in the congregation is what you do at home too. Make sure, you, make sure you, you're getting serious about this now because He's about to pour out his spirit upon all flesh like never before. We've seen the works of the devil over the past few years, well, since 2019, really. But he said that he would pour his spirit out on all flesh, and whoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. He's about to do that. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. The path of the righteous, say, that's me. Gets brighter and brighter. One translation says until it reaches high noon. High noon is coming, and you're you, and what what God promised you, the wealth of the wicked being laid up in store for the just. That's about to happen as well. There's a great covenant exchange taking place, but they that endure to the end, endurance is required. Shall be saved. So fight the good fight of faith. And lay hold of eternal life. Whatever God promised you, don't let it go when circumstances don't line up. This past while, my oh my. 
but we're still here. And something else that I found over this past few weeks is the, the more that I pressed into God, the worse it got. I would get up and I would pray from early morning until three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon and be worse than the day before. <laughs> Just for your encouragement. No, but let's, that lets you know I'm going somewhere. I cannot be defeated because I refuse to quit. I'm steadfast. I'm unmovable. I'm abounding in the work of the Lord because I know that my labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll stand with him in the land of the living. I'll not do. Well, let's go to Judges. Let's go to um, Job chapter 3. That's the neat thing about not knowing what you're doing. You can go anywhere. I had a good message prepared yesterday. Just uh, lost it somewhere today. Yeah. Chapter 3 and verse 25. For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come to me. I was not in safety, neither had I any rest, and trouble came. Well, we know from from studying this this book that what he saw was not correct. But he, I'm going to read it out of my the Gary Hooper translation. Because I feared, dread has overtaken me, and all that I feared has happened. Because I was not secure or quiet, and I had no rest. As a result, trouble came. See, but the the thing that I took away from this is you attract what you hold on to. And so I would rather read it this way. What I faithed has overtaken me. What I faithed has come upon me. I was, and, and God has given me rest. I'm not doing that worry thing, that worgan thing. Worgan, I'm going to give you the definition for that worgan. W-Y-R-G-A-N. It means to strangle, to choke to gnash with the teeth, something eating on you, eating at you. Matter of fact, they call it the the most destructive human disease. Worry and fear, the most destructive disease that you can get. And every time Jesus showed up, what did he say? Fear not, neither be afraid. Don't be afraid, fear not. He said, okay, let's go there. Joshua chapter 1. I like the book of Joshua because it really is shows you how to get a victory through a conquest. That it doesn't just happen for you. You have to fight for it, right? <laughs> to overcome opposition by force. To press forward. To take a... See, unseen, see we fight unseen borders. But when you change what's going on on the inside of you, you change what's going on on the outside. It has to happen on the inside first. That's why he wants to teach this word to us here. You know, he says in verse 3, I'll be with you wherever you go. So how far I go is, is up to me. No challenge, no change, right? No challenge, no change. 
How far do you want to go? Verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. He could say he would say the same thing to you and I today. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have already given unto you. We're, we're amazed at God because he says, consider the stars. There's a hundred trillion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And he said, no, I want you to look at them because he said, they're small compared to me. Whatever you're thinking, you're not thinking big enough. He's a big God, a good God. Every place, verse 3, every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have. So where's your choke point? <laughs> where's your choke point? Everything, every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have already given it unto you. As I was with Moses, I am with you. Verse 5. How many men? There shall not be any man. Any man? Any doctor man? Any boogeyman? Any sickness and disease man? Any man able to stand before you all the days of your life? As I was with Moses, Moshe, as I was with Jesus, we would say it this way, knowing what we know from Ephesians 1, 3. As I was with Jesus, so shall I be with you. As I was with Jesus, so shall I be with you. What's the sweat? Well, I have to go through things. Did Jesus have to go through things? The key is, if he's our example, he went through, and my Bible tells me that he's the firstborn among many brethren. That he's, that I'm his, I'm his, I'm his younger brother. An heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, Romans 8, 17 says. Romans 8, 14, 15 rather says that we call him Abba, Father. He's your dad. Can you imagine having God as a dad? Can you imagine having God as your father? How could you ever go in there and cry, oh God, I can't even get healing. He said, what? I provided healing for you 2,000 years ago. Lay hold of eternal life. Refuse, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Not he might, he will flee from you. But get a hold of that. Lay hold of eternal life means get a hold of these exceeding great and precious promises and partake of his divine nature. Escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. Lay hold of the word of God. Watching my son trying to build his house right now reminded me of the, when we bought our first house. After we, after we got in the ministry, there was nobody, like, I don't know if, if you think we were making a lot of money back then. You didn't know anything if you did. I couldn't even pray over the offering because my my flesh might get involved. Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> so I had to get somebody else to pray over the offering for a couple of years. I just didn't trust myself. Anyway, we we couldn't get a house. We didn't, never, never had any money. And um, we met uh, Sterling Stevens. He, he had an ad in the paper. Buy a house with no money down. Well, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. 
So I called him, and um, he started showing us places, and he, he said, we have what we call sweat equity. Well, that means you have to be able to, to, <laughs> to, do, to do something. <laughs> and my doer wasn't as broken as it is now, but back then it wasn't all that productive. <laughs> anyway, the short story is he, we, he, we got the house, and we did some temporary renovations and did some a few things, built a back deck. And um, so then, I think it was in July or August, and we had one delay after another delay after another delay. Joey and we had one delay after another day after another delay. Lisa, we had one delay after another delay after another delay. delay. <laughs> but let me tell you what happened. We moved in on January the 10th, my birthday. <laughs> and then we told Paul and Shirley about it. <laughs> they said, we're getting in on that too. <laughs> and now they have a house. They're still living in that house. All I know is his promises are exceeding great and precious. And when you lay hold of them, they might not work out according to your schedule but they'll always be according to his. He's not a man that he should lie, the son of a man that he would repent. Has he not promised, will he not also perform it? Come on, he, whatever, if you get a hold of the promises of God, don't let them go just because they don't seem to be working out. Yeah. Let me tell you something. He doesn't, he doesn't have a watch. I threw mine up in the air and it kept coming back. I said, here, I want to show you what time it is. <laughs> He doesn't operate in time. He operates. He said, Gary, to everything, there is a season. I said, well, that was last year. <laughs> no, no, that was your season. My season hasn't come yet. My season is I'm more concerned about what you develop than what you accomplish. I want you to develop faith in the middle of all this adversity. I'm talking about building character in you. If everything was that easy, you wouldn't, you'd never, we'd never develop any character. So there has to be a challenge. There has to be a change. And, and, but no challenge, no change. The challenges are good for you. They don't feel good. Are you kidding me? They suck. This, they suck hard. <laughs> Matter of fact, the more I think about it, the greater they suck. Anyway, verse 5. There shall be no man able to stand before you all the days of your life, as it was with Moses. Hmm. Well, go find out how, as I was with Jesus, so shall I be with you. I will not fail you. See, you need to live this. I will not fail you, and I won't forsake you. He won't fail me. He will not forsake me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This church will grow and double and triple in size. All the, think about all of the her harassment that went on since we moved in here. Yeah. Haven't even got a decent bathroom yet. Came in here in May. I, well, you came in here in May. I didn't come in here at all. I just arrived here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anybody can, you know, it, it's like, you know, you see these big churches. Well, anybody can go to a big church because there's nothing required of you. Matter of fact, it's a very dangerous thing to go to a big church in many cases because you can come in and come out, touch base, and 
and do what you want all week. But when you're in a smaller church, things are required of you. And you have to be a good steward. And you don't own anything, anything anyway. He owns everything. He said, I'll give you the talents, and you develop them. But remember, they came from me, right? There shall not be any man able to stand before you all the days of your life. As uh, I was with Jesus, so I'll be with you. Be strong. Strength of purpose. To do what's right, regardless of any personal experience. Come on. Strength of purpose to do what's right. Be strong and of a good courage, regardless of the personal consequences. Only be strong. Then, in case you didn't get it in verse 6, he's saying, Hey, hey, you. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to all the word which Moses, my servant, commanded you, with Jesus, my, my servant, commanded me. His servant commanded me, turn not to the left hand or to the right hand, that you may prosper wherever you go. Now, the thing I I wrote in my margin, God will not make me successful. It's up to me. Verse 8, this book of the law, this word shall not depart from your mouth, but you meditate it on Sunday and throw it out on Monday. When he says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, what he's really saying is, don't let anything else come. Out, don't let anything else come out of your mouth. That's all day long, every day. Don't let anything else come out of your mouth. But meditate. See, the enemy presses you to say negative things. This morning I was coming to church for the first time this month, and I slept 20 minutes last night. I'm serious. I could not sleep for nothing. And then this morning, it was 8.30 before I scored myself out of bed. But I knew I had to be here. Just, just, no, I mean, all that pressure was stay home again, stay home again, stay home again. Miss being, and I don't know, you probably, if you're here all the time, you don't notice it. When I walk in here and get in the corporate anointing, it's like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> no, but see, he wants you to speak negative words because negative words give him authority. Hear, say, see, do. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate it. See, because the book declares what's legally yours. And the things that you pay attention to give momentum to your life. The things that you focus on will give momentum to you, either good or bad or ugly. Think about the Word of God. Meditate the Word of God day and night. You'll make your way prosperous. You'll have good success. Don't be, don't, when negative thoughts come, don't take no, he said it in Matthew chapter 6. He said, take no thought by saying what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? What shall we put on? He said, the Gentiles seek after these things. He said, you seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things, his righteousness, and all of these things that the Gentiles are chasing after, they'll be added onto you. But again, you're not chasing the blessing. The blessing's chasing you. Yes. This book declares what's legally mine. The book of the law shall not depart from out of my mouth. But I'll meditate it day and night 
and I'll observe to do. Up oh, here's the next thing. I'm going to do it <laughs> because the things I pay attention to give momentum to me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He said, you observe to do everything, all that's written therein. Declare what's yours. You shall make your way, you shall, you shall make your way prosperous. As you declare what's yours, you make your way prosperous. You have good success. What I change on the inside changes things on the outside. I'll be with you, he said, wherever you go. You determine how far you go. No challenge, no change. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to be more, to do more. Realize, oh, it, the one thing that, the biggest thing that I experienced in those two days of, of no God was how short life is for everybody. How key it is to tell people about Jesus right now. How key it is to enjoy the goodness of God in the land of the living. Have a heart for the lost like, like never before. Invite somebody to church every chance you get. Say, hey, you want to come and meet, meet the living God? Because so many times I, I can still see that poster that somebody put on Facebook. He's in a better place. No. No. If, if you don't know Jesus, you're not in a better place. You're in that place that I was for two days, only it lasts forever. Order darkness, weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. Ooh. Joshua, my freedom fighter. Hallelujah. He said, I know what I put in you. Verse 9. Have not I commanded you? Be strong. And have a, come on, and have a good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. So if I'm not going to be afraid, I'm going to have to trust him. Trust him easy on Sunday. What about on Tuesday when somebody pees in your cornflakes? You get a negative report from somebody. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're trusting. If you're trying, it matters. If you're trusting, it doesn't. You just trust him with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, in some of your ways, no, in all of your ways, you acknowledge him and he directs your steps. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Reverence the Lord and depart from evil. It's health to your flesh and marrow to your bones. Whew. What a promise. Write this down. Murmuring and complaining are expressions of doubt. Chapter 3 and verse 18. He swore that they would not enter into his rest. Wow. They could not enter, verse 19, because of what? Unbelief. Can you imagine the only thing that can keep you out of the promises of God is your unbelief? That's why he goes to chapter 4, which is really not a chapter beginning. It's just continuation of the same thought. Let us therefore fear. <laughs> you want to be afraid of something? Here it is. 
because their hearing and their behavior didn't connect. Your actions will speak louder than your words. For unto us, he said, unto, he said, they will not enter in rest because they fell short of it. Unto us was this gospel preached as well as unto them, but it did not profit them because whew, it was not mixed with faith in those that heard it. Again, shooting on Sunday and doting on Monday. It's right there. For who is believed will enter into his rest. And this is a fear that we have not been delivered from, this fear. Let us fear lest we fail. 4.11 is where I'll close. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into his rest, into that rest. Achieving what you're believing. Getting his word, getting to where his word says you are. Your new geographical destination is rest. His rest is your geographical destination. Entering into his rest, when when you get to that place, all hell can be going around you. But the peace of God that passes understanding is ruling your heart and ruling your mind. You know it. Down in your heart, you know it. You know it. You believe it. You receive it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So remember, just right, remember this murmuring and complaining are expressions of doubt. Murmuring and complaining. Or blaming somebody else. The blame game is the worst game. I would be better if they would treat me better. No, you'd be better if you'd act better. <laughs> no, but the, 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 I'll close with this. The moment that you think that somebody else is the problem, you're about to be deceived by the devil. There's nobody else is your problem. There's nobody else to blame. We're all you're free to choose to serve the Lord or to complain. And I choose make your meditate His word day and night. Meditate His word, mutter, utter, and speak His word every day and every night. And then you, come on, He said, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. So the onus is on me to do what he said. What did he say to do? Mutter, utter, and speak his word day and night. Not to think about other things. Take no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we wear? What shall we put on? The Gentiles do that. He said, he said your position is to trust in me with all of your heart. Meditate my word day and night and make your way prosperous and have good success. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.